Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Sweet 16 starts tomorrow. And it is loaded with the best teams in college basketball. What made up for, I mean, what was lost in not getting some upsets and some drama in rounds one and two is made up for with some absolutely spectacular matchups to handicap here as we head into round three, otherwise known as the Sweet 16 or the regional semifinals. Uh, to help us handicap today, we're bringing back one of our favorites, old friend of the pod, going back. This must be your fourth, fifth, sixth, I can't, I've lost count now, uh, appearance oh, and uh, college basketball aficionado, uh, our good friend, Jay Creer. Jay, welcome back to the Deep Dive. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, it's been a little while, but uh, but I, I always uh, enjoy talking uh, with you guys and breaking down. Uh, basketball, football, what have you. Absolutely. And then for those who are Oh, yeah, curious, we, we talked a bunch of the yeah. fall. We did those college previews. I remember that. That's now. right. Those, That's that was right. a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who are curious, Jay is uh, a is an all-time hang in Vegas. Uh, we got to spend some time <laughs> with, uh, with Jay over the weekend and um, uh, had a really, really fun time. Uh, and, uh, yeah, looking forward to these matchups. And to be perfectly blunt – I'm sorry I'm not in Vegas this weekend. Like, I kind of care much more about these games than I did about the round one and round two games. There's so many. I don't follow college basketball closely enough to really be connected to any of the long shots. Uh, and so I just, you know, I kind of was like, yeah, hey, you know, I would like to see, uh, you know, some, some, some blue chip programs go head to head. Like Auburn, Kansas, like I was excited for that game. That turned out to be a blowout. Like there really just weren't very many great matchups um lsu maryland was pretty good i guess but there, there really just weren't very many great matchups in round one and round two but i do think it sets up uh for a pretty spectacular sweet 16 jay do you have any uh thoughts on um you know on how the tournament is shaping up and uh can you remember a, a chalkier start to march madness um really no uh you know the thing to me that it just felt like you know obviously i watched you know every single game when we were out there the first round um and then i came home for part of the second round but um just a lack of drama you know um i think there were no overtime games in the first round i can't remember that happening usually we always get in those 32 games you know we we will get at least a couple um you know two to three so that was very unusual um, to not have like overtime drama. And I think we only had one overtime game that Iowa game uh, might've been the only one I think that went to overtime in the second round. So just uh, really was, um, I, I can't even think of the word, but just not a lot of drama. And uh, I think that was a little disappointing um, just from an entertainment perspective. I, you always love, you know, the buzzer beaters. That's what kind of makes it, you know, great. And there, there, we still had a little bit of that, but um, just, you know, not a lot of overtime games. You know, the dogs did very well against the spread. Um, however, there just wasn't a lot of straight up winners. So, um, you know, when you look at it, uh, you know, very chalky, um, you know, to only really have one double digit seed make it to this weekend um, is just a little unusual. Usually you get, you know, two or three teams that kind of make a run or maybe you have a couple double digits and you have, you know, kind of an unforeseen seed like an eight or a nine get in. So 
um, yeah, lacking a little bit of the drama that we kind of look forward to and the madness, um, but, uh, but really exciting. And I think we will be uh, treated this week and weekend um, as we head towards Sunday. I, I think we're going to see some amazing basketball. I mean, it, it, you know, if you could have drawn it up, you know, this is probably for entertainment purposes of really good basketball. This is what everyone kind of wanted to see. So I, I'm super jacked up uh, for this weekend. Yeah, and we don't have to watch uh, Virginia versus Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. With the total set at 99. <clears throat> no, that, I mean, Virginia, I just, I just Virginia pulled Oregon up, could I, be uh, just as bad, but still. Oh, yeah, it'll Virginia, be very Virginia, Wisconsin would have been so bad. I, pull, I pulled up the spreadsheet whale here, too. Like, a couple of years ago, we only had, had one 12 through 16 seed win. All right. And they were actually favored. I like they were like minus 105 actually on the money line uh but you know that like this year too it was kind of wild like that we didn't get a lot of that there was a year 2012 we had two separate 15 seeds win outright you know lehigh beat uh well, they beat duke i guess i just want to bring that one up quick but yeah there's been way 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 <laughs> no one remembers just this. like 2012 2000 yeah ohio over michigan that that year too i have all this in front of me but there, there's been way wilder first rounds it did feel weird like man all the dogs are covering all the dogs are covering but none of them are winning uh, i guess we had the 12 seeds come through but it was it was chalky but it was fun that iowa game that overtime uh, i thought they had a chance there that was uh, duke close. almost went down it was, it was like it was like we almost had the drama duke almost went down tennessee almost went down there was a couple games where there was some some scratching and clawing comebacks but just nobody could really get to get it done i think the best comeback was probably liberty liberties was fun because yeah, i thought I they were out of it at the end and all of a sudden they're back but no uh, i mean hard hard agree with jay it's like you know good news bad news bad news you know we didn't have the upsets we didn't have the drama good news we get some fire ass matchups like these yeah. are great yep, yep, yep. attack Okay. Let, the Houston Kentucky game. That's great. I mean, they're all let, they're all solid yeah. matchups. Give me yeah. let, let me ask you something specific about the way that the the bracket is shaped right now. Um, typically, we see the odds start to change a little bit between before round one and before round the Sweet Sixteen. Obviously, like the futures market matures, teams are eliminated that uh, those winning percentages are redistributed amongst the field as appropriate. Um, but because there really haven't been any upsets and there really hasn't been any kind of reallocation of risk, uh, we're still looking at about the same numbers that we had a week ago when we were talking about futures market. Um, and I'm kind of curious because I feel like the fact that there weren't upsets is kind it's it makes um some of the teams that are at the top of the market they have tougher paths because they're you know the good teams in their regions were not upset and now they have like like duke great example they are going to have to beat virginia tech and then likely michigan state to make the final four i don't really feel like that's reflected in their price right now they are still the odds on favorite it hasn't changed much over the course of a week um, but you look at a team like Virginia, they only have to go through Oregon and potentially Tennessee or Purdue. That seems like a much more favorable path to the final four. What am I missing here? Like, shouldn't there have been some kind of, I mean, in reality, maybe the prices didn't move much because no money is coming in and out of these markets, but like, didn't 
the percentage likelihood of certain teams winning at all get you know change over the course of this uh, weekend, Andy? I mean that that is a good point. Like they're just it went so chalky that I mean essentially it's the kind of the same pass. You know, if you want to take like with Duke, you take out beating a sixteen and a nine. Nothing changed on the other side of the bracket, and for that matter, on the bottom of the bracket. Either it is one, two, three, four in the West region, which would be their opponent in the final four. Like they don't have some team that's popped through as a 10 seed or, I mean, we've had times where, you know, there's been two teams facing on off in the, in the sweet 16 that are, you know, higher seeds like that. And you just know like one of them is going to win, but then they got to face the one seed and they're going to get probably crushed. Like, those are, those are going to be less, there's there's less disparity between all the teams than you'll normally see with some of that. I mean, the Oregon's the only what double digit seed, and then what's the next highest? Is it seriously Auburn. just uh, yeah. Auburn, Auburn at five? five. If, yeah. Auburn at yeah. five. That's that's wild that we don't have some. There's not some six, seven, eights around. I mean, that happens way more often than that. It feels like so. It just the chalkiness feels like there there didn't need to be a reset. Um, I talked to some people today. I took some Virginia plus 450. Um, mm. I, just, I still like their, their path hasn't changed, obviously, a lot. I, I don't know if a lot of people saw Oregon coming out, but I wasn't really worried about basically anybody in that section. I figured maybe Wisconsin or Irvine can come out of there instead, but um, I still just like their path. And what the implied on that is like 18.18%. I think uh, I think they win the championship more often than that. So I took a little flyer on Virginia today, and uh, yeah, like my Gonzaga ticket, it's it's more valuable than it was when I bet it, but it's not any more valuable it is than it was like at the beginning of the tournament or last during last weekend. Like mm. the odds, like you're, it, it is kind of an interesting point. The things haven't shifted that much because the paths are still relatively tough. Yes. Uh, does this then? This is then perfect segue into well, what if I'm holding a nice future at uh, you know Virginia twenty to one, or uh, you know, I'm trying to think of what the best number on the Zags was, so a twelve to one. Like, are are any of these positions hedgeable yet? We have four left to go. My gut, without running any of the numbers, is no, right? I, I definitely don't think so. Um, I mean, I, I have a couple uh, futures that have um, one in particular. I have Michigan 35 to one. And now I'm sort of seeing them in the market around 14 to one to win the national title. And, um, you know, I just don't really think there's a lot of value in that. I mean, obviously, you know, if Michigan, you know, ends up being an underdog against, you know, potentially Gonzaga, which I don't think they should be. Um, or, you know, if they do end up facing Duke in the final four, then obviously, um, you know, you might want to look at, you know, hedging at that point in time when, um, you know, they're probably a substantial dog where you might actually risk losing the ticket. But um, yeah, I don't really think so. I, you know, I don't think anybody probably has any of these teams that were super long odds. I mean, maybe, uh, you know, obviously, you know, and, and even Oregon, like I had Oregon at the beginning of the year. Um, I think I got them around 28 or 30 to one. And, you know, now they're 66 to one still, right? So yeah, they, right, that's actually right. gotten better. So, um, you know, go. I don't really, 
Yeah, I mean, I just I think a lot of the teams um, that are in this hunt, um, even Oregon, you know, even them sort of being the the dark horse, you know, they had Bull Bull. There was a ton of hype, but we think we've talked about this before that, you know, there was a ton of hype around Oregon before the season. So, um, and I bought into it. I was one of those guys. So I, I just don't think there's really anybody in the field left that it's like, oh, wow, that team was, you know, you know, like a, you know, a thousand to one at the beginning of the year. You know, it just, it just didn't happen this year where there's really a long shot out there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's any reason to. I'm definitely not going to head Michigan, but I'm actually looking at angles in that West region of, of maybe actually going heavier on Michigan and going in for more money. Um, but mm, we, can talk nice. about, we can talk about that when we get there. Okay. Uh, Andy, do you agree with this? If you have 20 to 1 or shorter, you need to get to the Final Four before you really start doing anything, the way this is shaking up? I mean, even I talked to somebody who had a pretty fat Houston ticket I mean, you got to look at path too. Uh, I think it was around fifty to one, and I mean, you you can it depends how much you want to win. If you just want to win like one unit on it, you could bet a couple units on Kentucky, and then if they lose, all of a sudden, you know, you're three units deep to win fifty, which is much less than you're at like you know sixteen to one with three games left. So it, it's super tough to hedge. I mean, you need almost you need a monster number, or you need to be very sure that uh your team is, uh, is about to lose in this yeah, round as right, a right. as, a, as a, and not only that but like you know as a, as a shorter dog otherwise some of these you, you bet the money line on like Gonzaga or virginia where these you know the money lines are pretty prohibitive to bet you, you almost have to wait till next weekend to start hedging stuff it's tough because you can put yourself in a great position you know like a, a 50 to 1 ticket implies a team wins championship 2% of the time. You know, I think Houston at this point wins it more often than that, maybe twice as often. So your ticket is twice as valuable as it should be, but it's still, you, you know, you don't get to play the tournament a hundred times. It's just okay, not how so it works. Let me ask you, you only then. get to play it once. So let me ask you it's, it's, No, I mean, it's just like, you got to have the, you got to, you got to continue to do things like that in the long term. Yeah. No, Find I good agree. tickets like that. And, and, and you'll, and you'll, get one, you'll get one eventually. So, so let me let me flip this on. Uh, it's a bad year for futures. Sorry, if you were way into the futures market, you're probably disappointed that we haven't. You know, because like we talked about in the in the um, futures and parlays evergreen episode, like when you're betting futures, you're literally hoping for chaos and that everyone else gets out of the way, um, and that's exactly the opposite of what's happened so far. Um, which then brings up a, an interesting point, if you know, because I was thinking this as I was watching Duke survive, you know, by the skin of their, you know, by the skin of their teeth against UCF, um, you know, by the by the short hairs on their chinny chin chin, they get through that. And I was thinking, but it's different. Yeah, yeah, but it's different. I'm thinking, uh, okay, now is that like the scare that kind of like focuses these guys, and now they play, you know, more inspired ball down the stretch. And like, if you feel that way, and I know you don't, I know Jay doesn't, but you know, if someone out there is like, you know, Hey, look, that was the moment that that was the wake up call. These guys are going to play more inspired, you know, ball now, like they have a path of four teams, likely Virginia tech, Michigan state, Michigan or Gonzaga, and then UNC or Virginia in the final, like that four way money line parlay on Duke is going to pay like four, four to one, probably. Better than any future number you can grab right now, don't you think? 
Yeah. So basically, you could get involved in a money line rollover now with whatever one seed you like, and you're probably going to get a better number than the future, other than maybe Virginia. Is that fair? Yeah, it's it's tough with the uncertainty with four different games, but for the most part, just with with the amount of high seeds left, I think uh, I think yeah, outside of like Virginia and Gonzaga are just such big favorites this weekend. You're essentially doing like a, a three team money line parlay. And not that you know, not that these money lines won't boost it up a few cents, but like almost any other team, I think you're absolutely right. If you just want to roll, and and we've talked about this in the parlay episode too, the beauty of rolling it, you can always bail out. You can always yeah. just bail if you're just re, if you're just rebetting the money. It's super easy to bail out if you've done an open parlay. You can just take some ridiculous hundred thousand minus hundred thousand sure shot and put it in there to close it out or something. So yep. it, it is nice to be able to have that flexibility okay well let's start uh, let's start out west west is uh the first couple of games um and in fact it's kind of weird that uh that the first game that tips off is in the west uh florida state versus gonzaga um jay uh is uh is i mean i mean of any team to advance to the elite eight i kind of have gonzaga circled as my look here i think florida is in a pretty terrible travel spot uh, i think this gonzaga has you know to the degree they you need any more motivation than you then going to the elite eight or you know getting a national title like this team eliminated them last year like they absolutely have some lessons learned uh leonard hamilton doesn't have so many tricks in his bag that he's going to be able to roll out and come out with a different type of attack to try to upset these guys um is that do do you think the uh the zags have you know effectively the most straightforward chance at uh, getting to the next round um i don't i i sort of have a different perspective on gonzaga i I'm not really a big believer in this Gonzaga team. I, I think that this is, they might be one of the more overvalued teams left in this tournament, in my opinion. Um, I, I was sort of waiting to like, hoping that they would get here. Um, and obviously, you know, they do not have an easy path. I mean, they got the next three best teams uh, in their region have all advanced. There's nothing easy about their path. And I, I'm probably going to fade Gonzaga as long as I can through the rest of this tournament. And actually, I've already made a play on Florida State, and I'm actually thinking about taking Florida State on the money line um, in this game. I, I, I absolutely, when I look at the West region, um, I love Michigan plus 325 to win this region. Um, I think there, I think there's a ton of value on Michigan. Um, I, I think Gonzaga is overvalued. I mean, they're, they're what, like, I think I saw minus 125, minus uh, 120. It's probably one of the better numbers I saw to win the, win the West region. And I, yeah. I don't think that that is accurate. I, I think that is, that there's some hype there. Um, you know, especially a team that just got absolutely embarrassed against St. Mary's in the West Coast Conference Championship. I, I just could not imagine betting on Gonzaga to win this region because and I, I like Michigan a lot, but I also think Texas Tech is a hell of a basketball team. And whoever wins that game is going, you know, if Gonzaga does escape from Florida state, um, they're going to get a hell of a game in the elite eight. Um, so I, I'm sort of on the opposite thought process against Gonzaga. I'm, I don't believe in Gonzaga. I think they're the weakest one seed left in the tournament. Um, 
And it's a tough path. I mean, like you said, you know, Florida State, Gonzaga, we've seen this before. Um, I think there's a chance Florida State goes out and wins this game outright. I think maybe that drama that we missed, that big um, straight-up underdog winner, you know, I, I, I'm sort of thinking Florida State might be the team this weekend and might get to see it right out the gate. Can we get a dissenting opinion, Andy? Because I really want to put Zags in a money line parlay. <laughs> well, yeah, I got to ride or die with my squad, but it's it is it is it is tough because it's it's all a lot of it is. I mean, you can run all the stats you want. There is a game, there's a game that occurred, you know, a couple weeks ago, and you really have to decide what your perception on that game is. And I mean, it's, it's pretty black or white. I mean, I mean, even just on this podcast, you can either say St. Mary's kicked the shit out of them, or you can, you can say to yourself, well, did they care? And that's, I think that game is so important to like how you feel about this team. I'm not going to say like Farley Dickinson is very good. You know, Farley Dickinson won the conference, shitty little conference, but I think the Zags went out there and did what they're supposed to do to one seed in the Baylor game. I I like Baylor a lot. Baylor is probably my second favorite team in the big 12 Um, outside Iowa state. I almost took them in in some conference plates. Uh, uh, all right, but uh, I mean, that game ended up, they didn't cover, but it was really just never a game. They've looked decent. I would say, you know, Duke got their scare, but whatever. Like, Duke's still, I mean, you saw them at the end, what they did. Like, all the one seeds have kind of, they've had a minor hiccup as far as maybe some first half action or maybe with Duke's case, but the, mm-hmm. I haven't seen really a hiccup from Gonzaga. Florida state's tough, but I mean, they all, everybody's got to play. I mean, Oregon's not obviously not a four seed, but I mean, the, if you take out that Oregon game, if you're looking for an upset this week, I mean, just throwing that one game and the other seven games, the biggest upset you could have is like a four over or a five over a one, which really isn't that crazy of an upset. So, I mean, if Florida State won, would it surprise me? No, like the, these are all pretty evenly matched teams. I could see, I could see all four one seeds getting some heavy scares here. Uh, they're all tough teams, but they're they're all playing some tough teams. So I, I like the Zags. I'm, you know, obviously, I'm sitting on a future ticket. I'm I'm way 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 more worried about Michigan than I am about Florida State. If I'm a Zags backer, Michigan. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's going to be if if we get that one two matchup in that in that region, that's such a great matchup as far as just coach on coach. Two of my favorite coaches, two yep. guys, just smart guys. I mean, they're veteran teams. They've been here. Michigan had that cute little run the other year. This that will that will. I'm actually. I hope Gonzaga wins just so I get that matchup because that'll be a absolute great. I don't know Saturday or Sunday. I'm not sure what day. Uh, what day they play their first matchup on? But uh, mm. this weekend, regardless, mm-hmm. I'm I'm super looking forward to that as far as uh, an elite eight game. Mm, okay, so Zags Zags are are one of my favorite looks of of the whole weekend, really. Um, and I'm going to tell you there are two huge reasons that don't have to do with revenge from last year. Uh, I kind of set it up when I was posing the question to Jay, but I think Florida State is going to be feeling the fatigue. They went from from Tallahassee to Hartford to play their first two round games, uh, and now they're headed all the way out to Anaheim, California. This is a team that had traveled a ton for ACC play this year. Um, they had a disadvantageous travel schedule throughout the year. They played deep into the ACC tournament, uh, and now you're asking them to come out and give you their best game. You know, uh, you know, on the West Coast, 
uh, you know, after all of the traveling that they've done over the last month. I don't like it at all as far as a situational spot for Florida State. Meanwhile, Gonzaga has had it easy. Their conference tournament was over early. Uh, they didn't travel nearly as far for their regional, uh, you know, for, for either um, their first round you know, first two round games or their regional. Uh, and, um, you know, that should be a relatively favorable crowd uh, in Anaheim for Gonzaga. Um, so that's one huge angle that I think is, is being overlooked in this one. The other one uh, is the, um, you know, the, the effectively uh, selling high on Florida state. Like I th- think Murray state was somewhat popular as a, you know, give them a run for their money. Uh, in that last game, you know, people kind of fell in love with John Morant. And, you know, they were expecting Murray State to compete and Florida State beat the brakes off of them. 28 point win. Uh, this is, I, I, in my opinion, at least this is giving people this impression that Florida State is a more dangerous team than they are. Uh, and I think Gonzaga absolutely takes care of business. And uh, I'll be laying the points in this one. And I'll probably have Zags in a Moneyline parlay that I'll put it with some other fun stuff. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to this game. Um, I one yeah, one thing on one one thing on this region. I God, just a terrible um, setup for Gonzaga by the NCAA tournament. I mean, because <laughs> this is still it's still over twelve hundred miles away from where from their sure, home that's site. True. That's um, true. And, at, and, but but everybody, the top four teams in this region are all traveling over eleven hundred miles to get to this thing. Texas Tech's actually the closest team to Anaheim. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it, Michigan, Michigan's going like tw- over twenty two hundred miles. It's so Florida State. It's just kind of a disaster. I mean, you know, Gonzaga's the one seed. I I know that it's predetermined site, and there's only one place to go. But you know, it just a, it's got to be a bummer for Gonzaga fans. Like they have to literally go all that far down south to go to this game. I, you know, when they're the one seed. You know, especially when when there's teams who are traveling like 150 miles in this round to get to their site, you know, and I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Gonzaga has been a very good team um, for a long time now. Mark Few has done an amazing job with that program, but they've only been to one final four. So I, to me, I just don't see this team in particular with this path making another run to the final four. But, um, okay. but yeah, I, okay. I, I, when you started talking about distance, it was, this was a weird region when I was looking at it. I was like, everybody's traveling for this one, you know? Okay. Fair enough. But, Fair enough. You uh, know, that, that, and the, that and the Midwest, like, it's just, it is kind of goofy how yeah, far, like, like North, North Carolina, you got to go from <clears throat> Raleigh, Durham to Kansas city. I think, who do you, who do you, and I have not looked this up right now. Is Virginia Tech like the closest team? Um, just out of out of out of all sixteen teams, is Virginia Tech the shortest travel? Uh, I mean, Blacksburg, Blacksburg, Tennessee to Louisville. From, it's easier to get from Tennessee Durham to Louisville. Than, close. It, it's it's easier to get from Durham to DC. Oh than my it is God, you're Black, right. Black, Blacksburg so, to DC. Blacksburg to DC. Southern Indiana. Yes. Yeah. Durham to DC. Southern Indiana. Southern Indiana to Louisville. Like that's not bad. Yeah, that's actually true. Tennessee to Louisville wow. isn't bad. They're neither of them is traveling very far, but yeah, it's it's kind of fucked how Gonzaga and North Carolina have to go so far. Yeah, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird scenes in these venues just because they're you know in general the fans are so f- separated from their teams. But a lot of these blue blood teams have fans that travel. Um, no, no questions asked, even if it's halfway across the globe. So, 
Um, yeah, yeah, and so I mean, God yeah, bless okay. John Morant and John Morant and and Murray State. Like that was a good. He's a great player on a good team. Like I'm not sure what that team would have done without him in the conference. Like he he was he was everything, and I mean, just the Ohio Valley is not the ACC. I can't believe I didn't take some Florida State there. Like I, I don't know if I ever thought that one just didn't bet it but yeah that was they beat the pants off and that's how it should be yep right um so uh wrapping up on the west and i i, I appreciate jay's take on michigan being uh, live for the final four and we'll come back to some predictions at the end here for final four and finals given the way that this is shaped up um but uh are we given uh we're not really given texas tech much love i'll be honest with you i know jack shit about this team uh, I know that uh, Bobby Knight used to coach Texas Tech. I know their mascot is the Red Raiders. I know it's in Lubbock, Texas. I know it's in the Big 12. Um, see the because total? of their – I saw it was pretty low, which makes me think they're a defensive s- stronghold. Um, yeah, but, both teams. Uh, but you know, I mean, that, you know, as someone who watched, you know, a lot of, you know, I watched a lot of the Big Twelve tournament. They were out surprisingly early, so I didn't get to see them play much. I don't have a very high opinion of Texas Tech. Jay, is there something about these Red Raiders that I'm overlooking? They're they're a very very strong defensive efficient team. Um, they force a lot of turnovers. Um, that you know, I mean, they this total is pretty justified to me. I actually thought it might be a couple points lower. Um, I, I was thinking this, you know, might be one of the lower point totals we would see outside of that Virginia Oregon game. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a, you know, they just play really good defensive ball. They make you make mistakes. Um, and you know, it, it should be a very interesting matchup because one thing that Michigan doesn't do is they don't turn the ball over. Um, they are pretty strong on their offensive, uh, you know, turnover percentage, I think is one of the best in the nation. Um, so it's going to be um, a slower tempoed game, obviously, uh, you know, at least, you know, and then we have Gonzaga, Florida State on the other end of the spectrum in this region. So um, definitely a slower paced game. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Texas Tech is, you know, an absolute long, I don't think they're a terrible pick either. I mean, I was, when I was looking at this uh, region, you know, the first thing I looked at was what is Texas Tech and Michigan to win the region? And I think you can get like plus 450 on Texas Tech. And I saw as high as plus 325 on Michigan. So, you know, if you want to automatically guarantee you'll have plus money going into the weekend and you're you're on my boat where you're kind of thinking Gonzaga's overvalued, maybe you fire on both of those teams. Um, you know, maybe you fire on Michigan and then maybe take a little insurance on Texas tech money line in the game. You know, I, I don't know. There's a number of different paths you could take to kind of get there. But I, I, like I said, I, I like Texas tech. I just think Michigan with beeline, they have the edge to me. I'm giving, I'm pretty much shocking this one up to coaching advantage. Um, when I look at that game direct and I do think Michigan minus two might be a little short. I'm definitely okay. a strong yeah. lean for me. Yeah, I feel like it's a different class team. So that okay, that kind of confirms where I was going with that. Uh, and by the way, if you want to be completely safe, you could just take Field wins the West over Gonzaga at plus one ten, and then you have three teams in your pocket for plus money. <laughs> so uh, two way bets are always available in your props this time of year, and I can't get enough of the two way markets in these in these opportunities. Boy, that um, is that is a great point. If you want to go back to the futures for a second, if you have if you have the favorite in a region you're probably going to get some 
plus money on the field like that, or at least close to evens like that. That's a you're hedging the next two games if yep. you if you have like a Gonzaga ticket. That's that's not a bad look. And geez, don't I might have a little bit of hang on, so. hang on, hang on till the end because I got a big old parlay and I showed you the other day and I need your help uh, coming up with the right way to craft this. And there's some awesome props at the bottom of the college prop section. I'm not sure if you went all the way down there yet, but uh, oh, yeah, a little no. teaser and as we say in the biz, oh, yeah. a little teaser for later in the, later in the pod about uh, some of the final four props uh, and some of this the sum of the seeds that I want to kind of get into um okay let's uh let's talk about the other region that's playing on thursday and saturday uh and that is the south um not great (laughs) not great bob uh i don't really care for tennessee uh great good job hanging on for dear life there and not choking away that uh you know that that uh win on sunday um but uh purdue does you know although we were not hot at all on purdue uh, in the first pod we did i have to tell you man i don't think this is my eyes deceiving me i don't think this is a matter of um you know i'm buying into the hype prematurely but uh andy purdue looked damn feisty uh and they're a small small dog against the tennessee volunteers I don't know. I didn't think they had the horsepower to hang with these guys, but after seeing what they did in their first two games, uh, I'm kind of reevaluating their offensive potential here. Um, anything about this game that you like in terms of Purdue pulling off an upset or maybe an overlook with a looks like an overbettable total of 145? Yeah, that over does look like it's in danger, but yeah, absolutely <clears throat> love Purdue. Um, let me just quick preface, you know, obviously I'm big mid-majors. I didn't I didn't bet. I don't bet on any of the big teams, the big conferences, the big six. But after I did all my write-ups or I was halfway through them, I did maybe punch in all the big six conferences into the formula I was using to make my outrights. And I just took my highest rated team from each of the big six conferences and put like 20 bucks on them, except for Cal. I couldn't justify even putting $20 on them. Yeah, it was like $300 one or something. I think I just put five bucks to say I did it. But yeah, St. John's, Auburn, Iowa State, Virginia Tech, and in the Big Ten, my entire strength team was Purdue, and they are ranked very highly by me. Like mm. I have a fat number on them. Everything about my model loves them. Obviously, they pass the eye test. They look real good. Decent offensive efficiency. They pass all the things that I use to rate teams during the year. And I placed an outright on them in the Big Ten for, you know, whatever I did, 20 bucks or whatever. And I think, you know, obviously the Gophers screwed that up for me again, but uh, I still love them. It's, it is something, you know, you talk out of both sides of your mouth this time of year when talking about the conference tournament conference or conference tournaments where, you know, some of these teams are like, ah, were they really engaged? And then some of these are like, oh, man, did you see Auburn rip through the conference tournament? You know, I, I've been on both sides of it too. But, no, Purdue, Purdue, for some reason, just can't play against Minnesota. We saw what Minnesota actually was. Like, they're just a team that matches up funny with them, I guess. Yeah. Right. Purdue's look great. Yeah. I think they're absolutely live. I might even bet on them if I <laughs> – Decided to put a few small bets in on this uh, this weekend. So, no, I love them. I don't love Tennessee at all. Okay. I don't. I just don't rank them high. And and they've they've choked in big games. Yep. So you you that was a that was like a professional segue there because I was going to ask Jay. The South region feels like the region of co- choking coaches 
Honestly, you got uh, you got Tony Bennett, uh, Rick Barnes, you got Matt Painter. These guys are notorious for letting down uh, at this. You know, when the stage gets gets uh, when the lights get the brightest, when the stage gets the biggest. Uh, does that open the door for Oregon? How do you see the South shaping up? How do you like these matchups? Um, well, I, you know, I, I kind of want to see the Cinderella keep dancing. Um, but you know, I, I do, I do think, you know, Virginia, Virginia just shoots the ball so well from three. Um, they, they will slow you down. Oregon will play slow. Um, that, you know, that, that, that is lowest total on the board, but, um, I, I do think Oregon is live in this game. I know Andy kind of segued to it earlier. I, I, Virginia, Gonzaga was probably the the one one seed that I was knowing I was going to fade this weekend, but um, Virginia is probably the second one that I'm looking forward to fading. I, I don't know if I'm going to go on like a money line on Oregon. I think that might be a little crazy, but um, but I, I am leaning Oregon to to cover, and I, this line has gone up to eight and a half. I thought recency bias might drive that line down um, mm-hmm. just because Oregon has played this role. Um, so I, I think eight and a half, I just think is a, a little high. Um, and, and so I'm kind of leaning that direction, but I, um, in this, in this region, I'm really excited to see that Purdue Tennessee game. I, I actually think that game could be, um, probably one of the better games of the whole weekend. I know that's tough to say cause there are some amazing matchups, especially in the Midwest, but, um, I'm excited to see that game. I mean, you know, these, all three of these teams play, all four of these teams play very slow tempos. They all rebound the ball very well, um, you know. So I, I'm intrigued. Um, I actually think um, Purdue and Tennessee could be live, um, kind of the same way I felt about the Michigan Texas Tech game. I I feel like whoever comes out of that game is going to be a strong candidate to you know even if it is Virginia to give them a hell of a game uh, in the Elite Eight. And I I feel like there's some value on both of these teams. Um, you're talking South Region to win the South Region. Plus three thirty three, I saw on Tennessee. Plus three fifty on Purdue. I like both of those. Um, you know, I, if there's a team you're leaning towards in this game, and I think the spread's down to one and a half right now. Um, you know, I, I, I like both of those teams. If they can get through this game, um, I think you know Virginia is is live to be upset. If any, if either one of these teams can come in and sustain some three point shooting uh, against Virginia, um, you know, and maybe jump out ahead of them. I know Virginia has played better from behind, um, especially in conference. But I, I think these teams are, are very viable. And when I was looking at the to win the tournament odds, teams that I thought might be a little undervalued, I thought both of these teams were a little undervalued. I, I, I saw around sixteen to one. Um, I think I saw fifteen to ones almost everywhere um, to win the tournament. And I, you know, I just think there's value in the in in both of those teams. I like Tennessee and Purdue. Tennessee is a very senior-laden team. Um, you know, they're kind of doing it the way that you like to see it done. I know that they had it; they had their scare, but kind of like you said with Duke, you know, maybe that was their wake-up game against Iowa. Um, uh, so I don't know. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to that game. I like mm-hmm. both of those teams kind of on the on the futures market. Um, but yeah, I. I, I just I'm not buying into Virginia minus one forty. I think they could be they could definitely be upset in that Elite Eight game. How about this? You can bet Virginia loses the South Regional Final for plus three eighteen. <laughs> 
love before it. we. I love those sprouts. That's love a, those it's sprouts, so yeah. great. It's so great. <laughs> the, oh, the risk is Oregon upsets them crazily, but uh, okay. Oh, so, it's uh, Andy, the the yeah, second yeah. side of that two line is any other result. Any other result. Is that what it is? Yeah, any other result. Any other result. No, but boy, hard agree. Hard agree with Jay though on the on just like if if I, you know, if I was like you, you had you had this monster in football. You're like, well, if I could only watch one game, if my wife only let me watch one game. So I'm going to go with that. You know, if you can only watch one game, it would definitely be for me, the Tennessee Purdue game. Yeah. Cause that's, yeah. I mean, just, I mean, obviously look at the, look at the lines. Okay. As far as how they're lined, it's a close line game and we've, we've built it up enough. That's the game I want to watch more than anything. Any thought and on I that do with... agree too, that uh, the, the spread might be a little big for Virginia. I can, I don't, I think they win. I don't think they blow them out. I think the spread is very much in doubt at the end, and they they definitely could end up getting backdoored or where it's not even a backdoor, and they're just you know comfortably winning by six or seven for most of the second half, and Oregon gets you the money. I, I feel you. Uh, who? Uh, which? What? What of these teams? What of these uh, coaches do you think most likely to choke if uh, if they're up big or? Uh, you know, at, at some point in the South region, because the, the South region is just rife with, with choking. I mean, I, I'm almost certainly going to be doing some live betting on these games because I, I just don't trust any of these coaches as far as I can throw them. Um, yeah, any any of these guys? Yeah. Have oh, give me, give me Barnes. Give me Barnes for the choke. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Jay? Give me Matt Painter for the win. Okay, okay. All right, I like this. I like it. Um, okay, let's talk about uh, Friday's games. We got... Um, uh, the first tip off is LSU, Michigan state, uh, the, um, East somehow, some way people still very, very, very high on Duke to come out of the East. Uh, even though of the one seeds, they clearly look the most vulnerable. Um, this, uh, this looks like a mismatch, uh, in term in favor of, um, Michigan State, I will say. Uh, LSU has done well to get here, um, but almost certainly Tom Izzo against a team who's being coached by the backup coach uh, is an advantageous coaching matchup in favor of the Spartans. Um, but uh, LSU's got the athletes. They can score the bucket. They can shoot the ball. Um, I'll give Andy first crack here. Michigan State uh, value at minus six, or is that uh, is that an inflated line based on Izzo and Michigan State's pedigree? Yeah, I brought up the Minnesota game earlier. It's hard to really, it's hard to really have a take away from that game, nor the Bradley game. I mean, it was a 15 seed and then a 10 seed that probably shouldn't have been in the second round because they magically learned how to shoot three pointers for just one day. It was a really goofy game against Louisville, uh, Michigan State. Obviously, much much better. They creamed them. It was never a game. LSU Maryland was tight. Hey. That was my fun, like live betting while I was playing craps game. I took some Maryland, or who was who was behind? Yeah, Maryland was behind. I took uh, Maryland was Maryland down by like twenty five. at some point. Yeah, I, I had screaming. Yeah, I had Maryland, Maryland five or six to one on the money line. So I'm like, shit, they're just gonna shoot a bunch of threes. We might get it back. And then I ended up getting getting some LSU took it back on the other side at like plus 125 plus 150 to kind of safeguard the investment which I'm glad I pushed out and took that because otherwise I sat there and lost even more money than I was at craps yep so yep. Uh, yep. obviously that was, uh, uh, 
Nippentuck game, Nippentuck game at the end there. But uh, LS, you know, I was see LSU, uh, Yale. They just, I don't know what happened in the second half, but they just out out muscled them there. They out physical them. They're a bigger, better team. The Maryland game didn't impress me, especially how they let them in back in the half. And then, uh, yeah, Michigan State's a better team here. I think Izzo gets it, uh, gets it done. Gets at least at least to face Michigan, at least to face Virginia Tech. Andy, I love you, man. I love you. <laughs> what do you think, Jay? I, I, I just, I, I, I kind of just was sitting over here laughing. I've never heard a more degenerative comment than I was live betting while I was shooting crabs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got two hands. <laughs> oh my god, I love, I love. Yeah, it. smartphones. I love Smartphones. Uh, smartphones have made degenerative life easy, easier. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. No. The the betting the betting apps have changed the game out there. I mean, it's just like you know, oh I've got offshores, I've got betting. Oh, I've got MGM. I've got Caesars. I've got you know, CG technology. Like you know what I mean? It's just uh, it's changed the game out there. But uh, oh god, I'm sorry. I just loved it. Loved it. Well, Jay, uh, I'll ask you <laughs> then. Uh, is does LSU finally get a cover, or uh, does Michigan State put them away comfortably? Uh, so the Friday games in general, I'm, I've sort of had some issues with. I've been back and forth. I think Michigan State minus six is probably one of the stronger leans I have for Friday. Um, when I look at the, the East, um, the coaching experience absolutely points to Michigan State playing Duke um, in the next round. And, it, and it's, it's by a large, large margin to me. Um, uh, obviously, also Virginia Tech. Um, it, you know, if you are kind of uh, like on the fade Duke train, just be aware. Ty Outlaw arrested for possession of marijuana this week um, when he wasn't, you know, at home. So, I mean, there's a whole gamut of things that could happen there with that. I, I, I kind of would be shocked if they let him play. Um, and, and not that he's like the go, you know, everything runs through him, but he's been rebounding very well. He's played very well in this tournament so yep. um yep. you know they, i know like bet online took the east futures down i'm not sure if that's why but um just kind of be cognizant of that but i mean you know the, the coaching advantage to me with Izzo and with and krzyzewski it just says duke's going to play michigan state in the elite eight we're going to have this gem of a game um lsu without a doubt to me is probably the one team that could um, get involved with that, but I do think six um, is a good number, and I, um, especially the way you know that Michigan State is offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. I just really like the way this team breaks down. Um, I think that could be a good matchup, but that is a lean that I have, especially with all the Final Four trips you have between the top two coaches in this region, and then um, you know you just don't have a lot to go by um, on the other side. You know, I know I like I like Buzz, but you know. I don't know. It's just, to me, I think that's going to be the Elite Eight matchup in this one. I, this might end up just being the chalkiest region for me. Um, you know, I don't know. That's sort of where I'm leaning um, as far, for now on Friday. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Um, yeah, that news sucked because I did, I did bet some VTech plus eight. Yeah. Like right, right when shit popped. And, I, mean, I got to tell you that's guys. That's the problem. You know, you live and die, live and die by the opener. You know, you, you never know. I, I, yeah. he, he can bet the opener. Yeah. A guy can, you know, it, it's not like he, like Jay said. I think he's like their fifth leading scorer. It's not. He didn't just lose the superstar, but he lost a key 
part. Probably. Sure, sure, we sure. still don't know if they're going to. I mean, but yeah, they're, they're, the way Just, that I read it, the way that they're they're calling it sounds like he's probably going to sit. Yeah, right. I mean, just the idea of dealing with it and answering questions about it and it being a distraction is probably a cause for concern. But uh, I can't I just can't help myself here. This Duke UVA Zags parlay is paying 102 on the money line. I can't I, I, I know that you guys aren't with me on this, but what the hell, man? This is. Uh, these are three money line plays. I mean, the, I, I I personally like Zags and UVA laying the points. Um, don't love Duke laying the points, but I think they beat Virginia Tech, and you know more often than uh, you know three quarters of the time. Um, I don't know. Buzz Williams have it in him to pull off another upset against uh, against. I mean, I, I you know what is your angle in liking Virginia Tech over Duke, Andy? I know you talked about them. You have them in your bracket going quite deep. What what is it about them? Is it Buzz Williams specifically that you think he's got the magic elixir? Is it the players? What 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 is it? I guess number one, they and I guess I can't speak for all three hundred teams, but like of the big six conferences. Like they're one of the highest strength teams I have just of all the metrics I tried to use. Like they are so high in my model. Uh, that's that's the reason, like like I said, I put money on them to win the SEC tournament. God bless you, Tigers, because that was nice to get a little bit of that recoup from betting on like Purdue and uh, Virginia Tech. But I, I love them. My model loves them. You know, I'm big and just blindly blindly following my numbers. But also Duke, Duke gets in trouble. They can't really shoot. Like if they get new, if they get into a problem, the refs don't help them out again like they did. Uh, it's going to be a bit of an issue if they get down. If they, if they're not hitting any shots, which which happens to them, they're going to be down and they're not going to know what to do. And like I can absolutely see them going down this week. Uh, you know, on the other hand, if uh, Zion gets out of hand and they can't control him, Virginia Tech can lose by twenty. Like yeah. uh, Duke, Duke is like it's hard to say this. Like Duke is the better team. But they can't shoot, right? It's just kind of a weird dynamic they have. Like they're they are full of NBA players, but maybe they're not completely set up to win six games in a row in college basketball with increasing difficulty. Like yeah. I don't think they make the final. Okay, so Jay, let me ask you about Duke and a little bit new, more nuanced question here. Uh, it felt like you uh, Central Florida gave them the outside shots and basically dared them to shoot themselves into trouble in that game. Uh, and it worked. Uh, is there anything about Virginia Tech's personnel that would suggest to you that they can pull off a similar strategy and make it work against Duke? Uh, it To me, this feels like a matchup that's going to get pretty physical. It's going to get pretty ugly. And Duke is going to be able to out-muscle them, out-athlete them over the course of this game and, and put them away pretty comfortably. Um, you know, do, is there anything about this matchup that, that, uh, that I'm missing that, uh, that favors the, the Hokies? Well, I mean, and, you know, Andy was talking about this, but I, I think they're the worst three point shooting team left in the tournament. And sure. eventually, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's obviously tons of Duke fans, but there's so many people who are like anti-Duke fans. It's like the weirdest thing in college basketball. You know, like people just wanted to murder Christian Leitner and like they, their hatred still boils on. Like you, you're either, you either kind of like Duke or you hate him. I'm definitely in the middle of the road, but I am in the minority, no doubt. Um, but, uh, I just like good basketball and Coach K, you know, brings a lot of talent to, to Durham. But, 
Um, but uh, you know, when you live, when, when you're shooting that, when you when you have when you have the capability of shooting, you know, 24% from three in any given game, you're a risk for losing. And and Virginia Tech, even though they unfortunately will go to the three more, and they're gonna have to go to the three in this game, they typically do shoot very well from three. I think they're like near 40% from three average on the season. Um, so. You know, it's going to come down to that because I don't think they're going to be able to really possess the paint like they're going, you know, in on the offensive side of the ball. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to try to slow the game down. But if they hit threes, you know, sort of like this Auburn team that we're going to be getting to in here in a minute, I mean, it, you know, they can just stay outside and they, and they can beat you. Um, you know, Virginia Tech beat them during the season. They only played once. Um, they, you know, Virginia Tech won the game at home. Um, they never had to tra- – they didn't travel to Durham this year. Um so, you know, maybe a little bit of a revenge angle there on the Duke side, but, um, but I, you know, to me, I, I just, I, I'm, I definitely think Duke will win this game, but I don't think I'm going to be pulling on a side. I, I think where the spread is, I think it's pretty honest. Um, it's definitely one that I'm not really running to the window to bet. Um, but yeah, I mean, Duke, Duke could get upset really in any game that they have left on their slate. I, I hope we get to see Duke Michigan State. That's just like the the in the inner college basketball nerd of me that like wants to see that game. I want to see Izzo Coach K, um, just because I think it'll be a great matchup. But um, you know they could definitely lose, and and you know Michigan State they could blow it to LSU too. And another team that you know you know LSU doesn't typically shoot well from three, um, but if they come in and Tremont sort of does what he can do. Um, you know, they could upset as well. But I, to me, like I said, I'm sort of leaning towards both Michigan State and Duke um, winning. Not real crazy about Duke against the spread, and I do like Michigan State against the spread. But, um, you know, any Duke, the, the one thing, if you have a Duke future that you should be concerned of is I really do think any given game they could shoot 25%. From <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, Jay, I mean, Jay, you were right. They are the worst three-point shooting team of the 16 left, so – yeah, well, let's hope they don't get. Uh, let's hope they don't get started. I don't know why Zion Williamson shot a whole hell, whole hell of a lot of uh, three point attempts in that Florida game, and every time he lined up from three, I was like, "What? What are we doing, guys? Like this is." You yeah, know, they, they, I mean, if they were smart, they'd just do the old ref assisted three, where they go to the rack and get the. Phone. There you go, there you go. They were getting the whistle. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't do that more often. Anyway, oh, um, goddamn right. Coach Coach K has some in game coaching. Um, issues, in my opinion. I don't love the way he makes some adjustments oh, yeah. in-game. Uh, okay, uh, then uh, let's move on to the Midwest. Most exciting matchups by yeah, far. How do you feel about Duke? I think... Uh, As a team. I, just in general, not this year. You're a Duke fan. Well, I'm a very soft... I mean, I'm a self-hating Duke fan. I mean, I have a lifelong... Uh, no, I have a I life, that. I, well, I have a, I have a lifelong... Um, uh, What's right, the right word for it? Like uh, I'm, I'm enemies with the Cameron Crazies. Like we have, we have bad blood, and we will always have bad blood. Oh shit! Uh, I told this story before. I'm sure I've told the story before. Oh, if Duke makes it, to I know. Yeah, I'll you told the story. Um, anyway, the um, the Cameron Crazies can can get bent, and uh, even when Duke loses, even though I'm personally like, oh well, that's a bummer. I lost all my pools. Uh, I still kind of relish the idea that there are Cameron Crazies out there who are taking it really personally because they make their lives about fandom of this team. But <clears throat> all that said. Uh, Auburn, North Carolina. 
let's uh, let's 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 uh, go to health Carolina for a second here because Auburn to me uh, is maybe the fourth play I had circled. I love Zags in Virginia, as I said. Uh, Purdue, I'm going to be betting uh, on the money line uh, and Auburn. If you're going to give me um, five points here, I'm taking it every single time. Uh, this team can absolutely compete with North Carolina. I think this is going to be a very fun game. I laughed my ass off with with uh, Bruce Pearl going on Scott Van Pelt's show and advocating for the over in this one. Um, that uh, you know, just and the fact that he hasn't you know hadn't got a whole bunch of finger wagging and you know people clutching their pearls is kind of a, a good mature sign for the you know state of sports betting in this country. But uh, Auburn feels like a live dog to me here. Uh, are either you guys come with me back in some Auburn Tigers, at least on the spread on uh, on Friday? Andy? Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. I'm okay, taking nice. them straight up. <laughs> you think them straight up? You think they can actually upset them? Yeah, I'm taking both. If, if you think a team can stay within five points, then you think they can beat them. Mm. North Carolina is wrong? pesky as hell, though. I do think they can beat them. They are very North pesky. Carolina is so freaking pesky. Uh, and they have they have the older guys who, if it, it does come down to possession at the end of the game, uh, I'm going to be concerned like, about the, North Carolina yeah. having the last shot. One of the biggest disparities I'm having is like, oh, I don't know what I'd call it. Just one of the little metrics I use, and it's, you know, the four-factor, but it's defensive four-factor. Like how other teams do with offensive rebounding, yeah, yeah, yeah. turnovers, oh, and oh, yeah. those are very, you know, you know what I mean. Oh, so, oh, oh yeah, so those def- are very illustrative. The yeah. de- defensive defensive four factoring power number for for Auburn is off the charts. Like as what? far as I, you know, I, I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to look. That's well, and I, I mix it up and I weight it funny, and I have I have other things mixed in too, but just. Like the way I figure things, and I don't know. Like I, I can't sit here and go through all the calculations, but no, that's okay. no. the way I do the math, um, yeah, the way I do the math. Well, they're forcing twenty-five turnovers per hundred possessions. The offensive rebounding percentage by by the other team is fairly low. The opponent free throw rate is fair. The their defensive efficiency. On field goals is, I'd say it's fair. Like just their. And their turnover number is really high compared mm. to the average, and then everything, and then everything else is pretty good. So if you wait at all, like they're one of the better teams as far as defensive four factor. So that's just part of my, you know, part of what I used to weight some of these teams. That sticks out as far as if I compare it to Virginia, because otherwise these teams compare pretty equally across the board. Strength of schedules, a few other things, you know, offense efficiencies and things like that things of that nature so i i have auburn i have auburn north carolina it's like a pick if i punch it into the model oh that's great which um do you I think mean, does uh, not, is there, it doesn't mean it'll be in field, is, so i'm gonna yeah for these sure. are all is smaller this, bets like i'm not, I'm not this, going wild uh, with this but i'm gonna this, bet uh, is that was was the over comment was that gamesmanship on the part of bruce pearl like he was literally trying to make the North Carolina guys think that, that they're not going like to come out a, with like heavy duty defensive intensity. That's that would that's be chess. Good, that's 3D chess. That would be some pretty good gamesmanship, though, wouldn't it? Like, no, like North Carolina's like, Ooh, okay, yes. we're going to get into a track meet. We better be ready for a track meet. And then, oh, by the way, they come out and they play aggressive D and like ball control. 
Mm. Yeah, they, they, North Carolina comes out and they want to they want to push the ball and they turn the ball over fourteen times in the first half. Yeah, <laughs> something yeah. just wild like that. Bruce, oh, I, and it's funny because I don't even I don't even think he's a very good coach. No, especially in game. Uh, okay, oh yes, yeah. good deal. Uh, okay, so um, Jay, Midwest region. Uh, any thoughts on this uh, Auburn UNC? Do you agree with us that Auburn is a live dog here, or do you think UNC is a class of both? Well, so UNC, I actually is a one seed that I was really high going into the tournament. Um, but this is just a brutal bracket that's left in front of them. I mean, I, you know, Auburn definitely, you know, like that's a tough pull for them, you know, especially when they were, you know, like the, there was an opportunity, obviously, you know, for this to be Kansas and Kansas City. Um, you know, I guess, yeah, you're happy you get there, but I think Auburn is hands above the better team over Kansas, um, you know, and Kentucky and Houston. I mean, it kind of, you know, to, when I broke, when I did my original bracket, when I just started penciling teams in, I actually had Houston taking this, um, this region when I was writing it down. I liked UNC. I had UNC playing Houston, but Auburn was one of those teams going in that I just was like, let me see if they can sustain what they did in the SEC, see if they can sustain that into the tournament, and they absolutely have. So, I mean, um, I, I think Auburn is definitely live in this game, for sure. Um, but I haven't really invested either way. I like the over, but we've seen the numbers sort of inflate to a point now where maybe I'm not so in love with it. Um, I, think, I, I, think, I, think, I think the latest I saw was like 164 and a half. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a this to me when I look at the Midwest, this is the the last these last four teams in the Midwest. I really honestly feel like this could go. It's completely up in the air. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't. There's, yeah. there's not a team. There's not a team that I am just absolutely in love with. I had a hell of a time filling out my bracket for the Midwest at the beginning, and now that I look at it, um, I had Same. actually the Same. I had these exact four teams in the Sweet Sixteen when I filled out my original bracket. And I still, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, God, I had Auburn. How did I make that Houston. decision? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, and I'm just like, yeah. I don't, you know, I really. Oh no, I for sure have Houston I, coming out of it in at least a bracket. Yeah. Like, this yeah, is so, and this was, I mean, so, whale, whale. I mean, the as far as like soccer terminology is, is there like some World Cup soccer terminology that we could apply to this this uh, this group of teams? It's like the like the group of muerte. This is the group of death. This the group of Muerte. Yeah, this, this is, is, the, this is, is. I mean, yeah, Jay hit that. Four. Jay, Jay hit that on the head, man. Yeah, this yeah. is. Oh, especially just like, like the bottom half of that bracket. Even the last, the last games. Yep. Styles. This strength, is very strength, difficult. Yep. Style and strength. You, very, you have, very, very. Heavy. I mean, you have you have two of you know. I mean, arguably, you can argue how they've got there, but with Cal uh, and Roy Williams, you have two of like the more decorated head coaches in all of college basketball. Great point. Um, you you you've got an Auburn team um, that you know just blows me away with how well they have perimeter shooting um, and what they did in the SEC title game. You know, I, I, it just you know it's very interesting to me how it breaks down, and then. Houston has one of my favorite players in all of D1 basketball with Corey Davis Jr. So, I mean, it, you know, and he, he's, he's a clutch shooter. He can come up and hit shots at any given time. So, um, I mean, I just look at it from a betting perspective. Um, you know, I think Auburn, I think Auburn, Auburn plus 3000 to win the national title seems a little short to me. I feel like 
Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I just feel like there's good value there. I really do. I, um, and then, you know, even, you know, Houston and Kentucky, you know, I think I've saw, I saw like 1400, I saw 2,500 from Houston. I, I'm definitely going to invest, I think, in a national title future and probably at least one team from the Midwest. I might do another because you've got to look at, you know, Purdue, Tennessee, Virginia being the final four matchup. Um, I don't think, I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that all four of these teams could make a run. Um, So, I mean, you know, to me, you know, even though Bruce Pearl, you know, probably, and then even, you know, Kelvin Sampson's actually got a pretty good pedigree too. So I, Probably the best four coaches in one region, given left. Um, I know you have Izzo and K in one, but um, you know, to me, I feel like it's kind of up in the air. I like UNC going in, but yeah, it is like the group of death. I mean, it really is. Midwest region wins the NCAA tournament is plus three eighty. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, okay, love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I would. I will say quickly too. Yeah. My biggest regret from the season, and it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't not betting on Pepperdine more. It was just sitting there staring at futures at one point. And I did the same thing I did when I did uh, conference tournaments. I ran some numbers and looked at, you know, who ranked highly, who's ranked highly by my numbers right now. And I went and looked them up and I saw Auburn at 80 to one, because again, it was like February and my model liked them still. And I said, nah, I don't know if they have a shot. Like that might just be dead money. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah. I had it pulled up, had it queued, you just couldn't queued. couldn't put the money on it. I could have had some, could had some Auburn eighty to one. So okay. regrets, well, no Andy, no regrets. You, but you I, I like Jay's uh, I like Jay's take on even adding to him now. Do you uh, do you agree with uh, Houston Kentucky as a coin flip? The, 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 this whole thing is a coin flip. All three games all, that are going to be held in this region are, are coin flips. Like I think Auburn's Auburn's even with the heat and the steam and the the love that Auburn's been getting, they're still a little underrated. I think both games are coin flips, and I think the regional finals can be a very good close game too. Like I have okay. no idea. I love it. I I don't think I would. Uh, I don't think I can have any takes outside of just take the underdogs i know for sure i have houston winning this region in at least one bracket there's so many good teams this was absolutely a very one of the most difficult regions i've seen in a while yep and then uh pj pj washington did uh tweet out a video of him walking without a boot today so it sounds like you will probably play for kentucky unreal um make it even tougher okay um let's uh let's get some final thoughts here on the on the uh on the way that this thing shakes out and wrap this up great job so far this has been as in as in as helpful as i had hoped for my purposes um as i mentioned in the tease i have a parlay going of a one or two will win the east the west and the south so basically i'm saying Duke or Michigan State, Zags or Michigan, Virginia or Tennessee. Uh, of those three. So, uh, so there's six teams. There's six teams that can ruin your day. Yeah, six teams that can ruin my day. Uh, Andy, is Purdue the one I need to be, get grab some protection on? Who, who, who do I need to who, – who, who blows this? Who busts this? Ah, just write it out. I feel like it's Purdue. I've seen it. I think I should, I think I should it, cover it. It might Purdue. be, but I yeah. – I think I think that the, the probability of losing like all six of those is obviously minuscule. Yeah. Like yeah. I think you need to wait till you get into Saturday and start looking at it then. I don't okay. think I don't know if you take anything in. Like I, I know you, you showed me some good props. It might be some ways out, but 
I, pro- I, I probably, just, I, I, probably I, I think Purdue, I think Purdue beats Tennessee. And I'm, what I'm going to do is put Purdue in a, in a money line, partly with an open spot for them against Virginia. Um, Cause I think that's the one, I think that's where I'm most vulnerable. Uh, let me get your take, Andy. Uh, some of all seeds in the final four over or under seven and a half. Oh, fuck it. I'm putting Houston in there. We're going over. Over seven and a half? I, I can give you. Um, well, okay, so. Uh, oh, shoot. If it's, so if it's Houston, Michigan State, Zags, or Jimmy. Ah, it's close. That's a good line. You're a sharp, sharp cat. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you think it's over seven and a half, are you taking over eight and a half? I'll give you over eight and a half for plus mm. 160. Yeah, because then I'm putting. VTech in over Michigan State. Yeah, I got uh, nine. Yeah, nine with two one seeds. There was some room to spare. Yeah, give it. Give me the plus money. Plus one sixty. I'm gonna pull up as soon as we're done. Yeah, as soon as we're done recording, you know, I'm pulling up five diamonds. No deal. Yeah, okay. These props now. Yeah, there's so many Thank you. So many good ones. Uh, Jay, how about you? Over under uh, seven and a half is the sum of all seeds in the final four. God. Um... So there, so what are they saying there? They're saying the average seeds what one point seven five. Yeah. No, so basically, um, yeah, just under two. Um, I like a lot of the two seeds personally. <laughs> I like I, I I like both Michigan schools. Um, like I said, I I think like if somehow a team you know like Auburn or Houston gets in there, obviously it's going to be a cakewalk to the over on it. Um, hell, I mean just Auburn getting in it. Um, it pretty much yeah, it's guaranteed. Um, so I, I I think I would have to go to the over. You said that plus money. Yes. Yes. yes yeah. I, yes. I think I think if I if I had to bet that one, I think I would go over. Just because it's been so chalky. I know we're gonna see some drama. I know there's gonna be you know some upsets. I, I think we're gonna see one or two upsets on Thursday or Friday. And then I think we're going to see someone kind of carry in. We're going to have an unprecedented team like in Auburn or, you know, another team on your little play there. Keep an eye on Texas Tech. I know I'm on Michigan, but that Mich- if Texas Tech could ruin your one-two seed thing as well. Um, yeah, I think I'd go over on that um, for sure. I like it, man. I like it. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to dig into more of these props. So many of these look fun and cool. And I, I mean, honestly, like there's so many, you can do anything in, um, in terms of manipulating how you can cover, um, some of the, like, like you can bet exactly three, one to number three seats are in the final four. <laughs> like what? Exactly three, like one outside of the three. Well, okay, you can bet exactly how many number threes make it. You can bet how many number twos, and one, it, all kinds of freaking ways to uh, to ex, you know cover different outcomes that you may have in your bracket pool or in your futures pro- portfolio. So, uh, have fun with that, um, and uh, best of luck in the uh, Sweet Sixteen rounds. Again, I'm looking for Zags. Purdue, Virginia, and my favorite bet is uh, is Auburn plus the points. Um, Andy, you got anything you were strongly advocating for? No, just I mean, just what I went over. I love uh, even with the injury, Jesus or injury. I mean, in, he injured himself by smoking drugs. I still think VTech can keep it close. Um, 
I don't mind your money line parlors and then you know, Auburn and the points or Auburn money line. I love both Michigan schools to advance and uh, I'm really excited to see Purdue take down Tennessee. I dig it. I dig it. And Jay. And uh, also I think I'm going to put together, a, I got to put together a wild parlay that pays out heavily. And then if it hits, I'll use it to buy final four tickets. Cause I live like an hour from the stadium. Oh, there you go, man. I love this. Great plan. Great plan. Cool. Great plan. All right, uh, Jay, last final word, and then uh, we wrap this beauty up. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I guess probably my favorite plays of the weekend are uh, the Michigan, Michigan State schools. I like Michigan minus two. I like Michigan State minus six. Um, and Andy, hopefully you don't get Michigan State versus Michigan in Minneapolis. Um, I know their fans would love that, but um, that would be interesting to see if you had that as a Final Four matchup up there. Um, but uh, but no, those are probably two of my more favorite plays headed into the weekend. Um, and uh, yeah, best of luck to everyone. Um, I hope uh, hope we can make this a, a profitable weekend, and I know it'll be entertaining for sure. Outstanding. All right, guys, best of luck. And uh, Jay, uh, if we don't get to talk to you again, enjoy the rest of this beautiful spring. And, uh, you know, get uh, in the, the, the waning moments of college basketball should be outstanding given the way this is shaping up. And, uh, uh, you know, have fun. Yeah, thanks for taking the time, man. Yeah, man. <laughs>